to another episode, episode 7 of Northwestern Whispers. We are your hosts, Nate Whisper and Amy Whisper. Amy, how was your week and month? Month, yeah. Um, yeah, we we are sorry that it hasn't been updated in a while. I am partially to blame. Move is partially to blame. But me training, mostly. not being in the same House town, for two weeks. Yeah. <laughs> being 12 and a half hours apart or three and a half hours apart, depending on where the training is taking place was. Yeah. A snowstorm. We apologize. We have we have now moved into our new house, our permanent house for the next four years. Maybe. We'll see. What's that? The for permanent house thing. I don't know. Give or take. Depends. We'll see how that goes. Oh, you got some insider information? No. Hmm. Semi, semi-permanent? It's a rental. We don't own this house. We no. still own our actual house. We're yeah. wishfully thinking we're going to go back there. Yeah. Uh, and hopefully it's still standing when we get back. We had just received... If it's not, we get insurance money. We had just received news that uh, the area we were living in had a massive snowstorm. I mean, most of Manitoba had a massive snowstorm last week. It. I mean, Ashern was terrible. Like... Right, like central, Winnipeg, east, yeah. central eastern areas. Yeah, Winnipeg Portage, was terrible. Portage got blasted. Yeah. yeah. Pretty much like everything from the center of Manitoba down to the border and below the border even into the U.S. And everything from like, well, even western, southwestern Manitoba got hit really even hard. our friendly they neighbors to the feet, south. Yeah. Did yeah. they get blasted? Yeah, they did. Mm. It, that's where it was coming up from. Came up com- from the south. It was like, it, what do they Calgary. call it? Cal- they call it Calgary Clipper. Calgary Clipper, yeah, and it comes through and down into Minnesota and back up through North Dakota into our area. In Manitoba. Hmm. And if I got that wrong, I'm sorry. I don't really know American. I'm drinking coffee. Let me clarify that. That's what drinking the slurping is. With, uh, Bailey's. Bailey's. Pumpkin Bailey's. It's the only way I can stomach that pumpkin spice Bailey's right now. I'm trying to get rid of the bottle. I actually hate it. The pumpkin one? Yeah, the pumpkin spice one. That's not. You liked it with the ice cream, don't you? Oh, lie? you're right. The ice cream. It was actually really good on vanilla ice cream. It was. That was awesome. It was really good. On ice cream, yeah. You that suggested it and I, I went out and got some. So, yes, we are sorry that we haven't gone. I was out for two weeks of training on my two different jobs. But I do have an exciting news. And me. I went to training. Oh, yeah, you went to training. I went too. to training in a snowstorm and then drove back. In a snowstorm. <laughs> yeah, where I flew over the top of the snowstorm. Well, isn't that nice? Yeah, well. La-dee-da. Someone's going to be more fancy. I drove for 12 and a half hours in a snowstorm, which turned into two days. Yeah. Sorry, you have what? No. Um, good episode today. So, Amy, what do we normally talk about in our podcasts? What we got from our listeners. Well, that's okay. Sure. I'm missing out on that. Yes. Totally forgot about that. Um, we got our first fan fan mail. We got our first fan mail. And it's not the official intro. No, but one day we're excited. Well, one day when we get actual fan mail, if we we'll ever have get a actual, little segment. But this is actual fan mail, and I'm super stoked about it. I am not it drinking is, out of it because I'm afraid to use it. It is a beautiful. It's gonna be in the on the shelf. I want to use it so bad just to like. It's beautiful, ladies and gentlemen. Our amazing viewer. Listener? Silver. Listener. Silver. Silver. Yeah. Created two beautiful mugs. One for that each That has of our us. logo on it. Yeah. And the artwork 
um how, what would you say it's like uh it's it's crafted on but like um i think she used uh like a machine for it but what is that called i uh, vinyl yeah. i'm not sure how she did it i don't really know what it is i have not sure i've never i'm afraid it's to a, pick at it i don't it. pick at it all i know it's a beautiful mug i'm gonna post a picture on i'll post a picture up on uh, all of our social medias and we'll have to uh hire you to do more merchandising for the pod yeah silver we want some uh, get ready we when we s- start having real listeners we want some buttons have- and stickers yeah buttons and stickers we'll have to do posters next Mm-mm. no i do want buttons and stickers though and magnets oh magnets would be good too yeah this is like a wedding registry. This is what we want. Da, 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 da. When, well, yeah, when, this is we'll get there eventually. Yeah, but We're, no, it's we a beautiful we need mug. to get. So I didn't tell you this, but uh, this whole week I've been looking at like while you were away in training, I had a really huge amount of free time. So instead of researching like multiple episodes, I just researched only like end of my one episode. I'd sure. already started researching, and then a second episode, and then I ended up reading and researching and watching a bunch of youtube videos and listening to a whole bunch of podcasts and watching the redonkulous amounts of videos that um, buzzsprout which is our host Mm -hmm. our podcast host uh puts up to try and tell you how to be a better podcaster and how to make better podcasts and how to be more um, enticing to listeners so they don't hate you and they don't get bored and walk away. I hope you listeners don't hate us yet. And so like repeatedly I kept hearing this thing that was like the seven podcast slump which which basically states that if you can get past the seventh episode of a podcast. You told me about this. Yeah. Okay. Continue. If you can get past the seventh episode of a podcast you can it's easy street after not easy street but you're like used to it there's enough set in stone like it's enough of a like reliable thing that you just keep doing it and it keeps happening but if you don't get past the seventh episode of the podcast you're stuck like most podcasts just don't make it past i do feel a little bit more comfortable comfortable than i did on the first episode i should hope so i do feel a little more comfortable but i still do have that social anxiety where it's kind of a little bit harder to talk about i think you're fine you're it's a lot better now a lot better i wasn't i can not tell when you. you read sometimes when you're telling the story it's different but that'll get it just it's just gets rereading and rereading and you know doing mm-hmm. the script doing the research doing the job it is a job in and of itself like i don't i thought it was gonna just be like well i don't know i find the research part really easy but i have a lot of research you have history you have a good amount of background doing yeah that. so i can like university helped me rip out yes rip out like whereas, research papers and like overnight so i can I, like do it in two hours and it's done where i feel like i have more of the charisma and i can just talk but i still uh, have I that anxiety that. <laughs> talking but yeah. i can still do it that's okay where i don't have the the research background but i try hey, i do done my, well i do my best and i actually do try to go out on to scene or the where that was few, our plan we wanted to get out on as many still, scenes as we could we're still gonna try Oh, heck yeah. Well, we're going to go to... Thank you for bringing that up. Edmonton very shortly yes, for there, a friend's wedding. Yes, and there is a ton of little hauntings that I've taken a look-see. Yeah. Yeah. We should zip out to a couple of them. Mm-hmm. Apparently, there's a haunted uh, mall somewhere, I was told. Edmonton has so many malls. Yeah, I'm looking forward to the big one. 
I was also thinking while I was out that, yes, since we have been a little late on this one and the listeners are probably like refreshing the page every five seconds, when are they going to bring it up? When are they? Are they going to do it? Are they going to do it? I think we should do a, a good posting of when uh, we are going to be expecting episodes. So we should have like an upcoming date scheduled and set. Whoa. Yes. Do you think you can stand up to that if we do that? I, you know what? I think that... It would be better for you to have a due date like I that? I do, yes. Okay. We I know can, we... You we'll make I, a little... Oh, oh. when we moved into the new house, we now have like... Oh, I, I'm that's point, a good idea. I'm pointing to a calendar that, uh, that from one of my jobs has given me. And uh, to keep on schedules, I do believe, you know... It, it's, Did I tell you I bought one? It's in my truck. A scheduler? A giant desk-sized calendar calendar oh it's like one of the big ones but it doesn't start until january because it's oh, like a january, january 2000 Jan- or 2020 20, yeah 2020 can you Jeez, believe it 2020 since the millennium well crap that, think about that oh i feel old i remember when like y2k happened and yeah. we were all like oh, what's gonna go on was that would you consider that paranormal the y2k yeah. no it was technological yeah because the whole thing True. was well but though there was a lot of end of that was more. That par- was the Mayan calendar. Yeah, that was, it's not really. It was kind of like lore. You know what? I, it was interesting. Not really paranormal, just it's, lore. It's funny that you should say that because I was I was in a bookstore in uh, one of the towns that I was, and I saw that uh, there was a book written. It was uh, kind of his own little passion project, and he said 20, 2012 did actually happen <laughs> to him. Oh, okay. So, so the Mayan predictions were just specifically regarding him. Yeah, I think they were just Mayans were just mad at him and saying your your world will end. <laughs> There's and gonna be a guy named Mike, and he's gonna think, have a terrible 2012. Actually, his it did apparently. So apparently, his house flooded and everything. And then he wrote, wrote a book. And he wrote a book about. So it. obviously, it's not that bad because he made money off of it. Possibly, how much money do you think you're gonna make as a? Uh, his book was in a bookstore, so some. Was in the comic book store. Oh, that well, was kind of. He's not like kind of tied into a bookstore. He's long not, story short. Yes, sorry. We we are. I am planning, and I I should have mentioned that to you earlier, Amy. But uh, I think that would be neat. We are going to update uh, scheduled within reason. Yes. If things happen, like if we're not in the same area for two weeks at a time, which can happen given both of our jobs. But I think we. You absolutely are right. We should like pre-plan. And so if it's a little earlier, at least, you know, not just a guessing game of when we are going to post. Yeah, well, and and like I said, we can try and pre-record stuff if stuff's going to happen. I mean, there's a lot of podcasts that pre-record. I listen to a couple different podcasts pretty consistently, and that's mostly what they do. Like, they'll pre-record. I just listened to one, and they had just, like, come back from, like, a stage show, and they were, like, tired and then they were like immediately leaving to go to another stage show and they were like but we came back and we recorded and then I felt really really guilty that all we had done was moved 12 and a half hours away yeah and we didn't record two episodes uh we didn't have internet for one of those episode time periods though no and like, but that should not be an excuse but we got a lot we had a lot of things on our plate now that we are settled a little bit better settled we have an office going with a cute little setup. It's our own office. It's got two desks in it. Like before we recorded in the library. Library on one table. And the table wasn't the best place to record, honestly. It didn't work with a lot of the equipment that we have. And we were sort of like facing each other to the side almost. Not yeah. With and this is more of like 
this is kind of like what you see on TV. Was this like, is like official. Right, af- like, right across like a radio station. Yeah. Right official. Mm-hmm. So we're going to put up a, a thing yeah, in here and it'll tell up. us what day it is. No, and on, also on the on Like the a website, counter? <laughs> on Facebook, yeah. If I can figure out how to not make a, ca- a countdown. Not a countdown, but like actually just like next episode. We- oh, okay. On the state. We will we will post it no. and uh, yeah. Sorry, I'm yelling at the dog. We won't tell. To we, steal my we're not going to tell you what episode, but maybe we'll give hints of where it is. And maybe if you want to be keen on it, guess what we could be talking about the next episode. And if the listener is correct, maybe a prize, maybe a button, nudge nudge. Maybe I don't know. Silver, you have to make us buttons before we can do this, though. Yeah, I'm not. Pro- <laughs> Northwestern Whispers does not promise that you will receive the button on no time. <laughs> Just kidding, Silver. We don't actually expect you to do this, but we would appreciate it if you would uh, work with us. We'll pay you. We'll pay you in e-transfers. Eventually. We'll pay you in, in e-transfers. We'll, we'll pay you in, in Northwestern Whispers buttons. <laughs> Northwestern. That you made. <laughs> Nor- <laughs> that you made. That's fair currency. <laughs> I don't know. I'm pretty. I think we'll figure stuff out. We're not popular enough to do anything like that right now because I'm still paying for everything out of pocket. Oh, good way to uh, guilt trip the listeners. I'm not we'll pay you money. I'm not guilt tripping. Yeah. I haven't even talked about our Patreon. Oh, do we have a Patreon? By accident? Yes. But by accident, it wasn't intended. I didn't realize that I was signing up to start my own Patreon. I just needed a, an account mm-hmm. so that I could give a different podcast. Yeah, I go with the story too. It's not. It's a good story. Yeah, I go with the story too. <laughs> the other podcast that I listen to, the Kanekonomicon, it's also primarily oh, Canadian. Hashtag not sponsored, but it's not sponsored. But they're so good, and if you like Canadian weird things, they routinely have good episodes they're into like their second season already that's not it's not too out of the ordinary it is it's fantastic that a canadian podcast has gotten that that much well, following i we so, will try to beat it spite as norwestern whispers i was trying to not like make it from me i was trying to make it from the podcast like from one podcaster to another podcaster mm-hmm. I'd, i was trying to like support them so i was like yeah i'll do your patreon and i'll be a subscriber from norwestern whispers it, don't worry, we, it's coming off my credit card. It's fine. So um, so I was just like, yeah, sure. I will support you because I listen to your podcast. I think it's fantastic and I think it's a good podcast. Yes. It's good so, content. It's good material. Oh, it's good overall. And the good guys overall, are funny. It's good overall entertainment. and Oh, it's so good. Yeah. If you have a chance to listen to it and it you is, like this one, I think that one would also be good really, for you. Yes. I Some agree. of their episodes are very like political and I feel like a lot of it is like Stuff I don't know about Canadian history, which is, I grew up in Canada and you'd think I'd have been taught some of this stuff in school, but apparently not. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. Just, I would go listen to it. It's fantastic. Okay. So free shouts to Kanakonomicon. Yeah. The, the Kanakonomicon. Yeah. Right. You can find them on Spotify. I don't know where else you can find them because that's where I listen to my stuff. Mm-hmm. I'm also not shout outing to Spotify, but I pay for that. So i also pay for spotify <laughs> that's where i listen to our podcast too actually i don't you've never listened to an episode have you i don't like the sound of my voice sometimes 
it feels like I have to punch myself in the face. Oh, that's fair, I guess. I have listened to our every episode of our podcast. One of I do li- I, I listen I, to them a long time later. I, to be honest, I do listen to you while you and um while you edit and cut this. I do re-listen to it, and that's I why to I hate it a lot while I'm editing and yeah. cutting it. That's why I wait a while, and, and then I'm I surprised go back that I, don't, I haven't the punched episode. the face by you. <laughs> not... Yeah, I just listened to the third one the other day to make sure because I have like the third one we had complaints about that it wasn't yeah, audio synced correctly. Well, that was the other microphone that I was still having. Maybe that, which that, episode was that? That was my. I think the second or the third one. That and was the, the third Todd, one. You were really was, quiet. Mine was the Todd House. And I think I was still using the old mic, the Yeti. Great, great microphone. Not good for what we're doing. Um, it was a good attempt. Yeah, I think it's more meant for It'd be awesome multiple. If you're, if you're doing voice acting, that's true, or singing. Yeah, in your closet yeah. with no sound in the background, because right now you may or may not be able to hear it. My dog is like walking around on top of paper from the moving boxes, mm-hmm. and he's and making he a lot needs of noise. To clip his nails. Yeah, so he goes katak 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 every time he walks anywhere last night when i was sleeping downstairs on the couch it was just i could hear every (laughs) little nail so amy what do we normally talk about on these podcasts stuff other than stuff things what what is our podcast namely around (sighs) ghosts supernatural creepy things otherwise lore uh so parano- basically any, so I heard paranormal any, i did not say paranormal in any of those things yes you did it was the second word <laughs> no i didn't yeah, you said you said ghost paranormal oh did i yeah rewind okay. it no <laughs> i believe you it's fine yes paranormal now do ufos consider paranormal well, they're not normal, so I guess that would make them paranormal. The X Files. That's not the X Files. Yeah. No, the X Files is. Oh, that's the intro. Okay, that's much better. I watched a lot of X Files as a kid. And what do they normally deal with? x-files anything paranormal it's like supernatural before supernatural you know what it yeah Almost does. i guess it's ca- yeah i guess but they're not really hunting they're like more investigating like, yeah they're yeah they're not hunting to kill they're investigating huh i just made an epiphany so x-files was the supernatural before supernatural no they weren't <laughs> but with the x-files they normally studied the unexplained we're not alone right yeah yeah so no the truth is out the there. truth is out there yeah but it doesn't Mulder also say that we're not alone uh, i think he has he has a few catch sayings he i he doesn't really say it i think he just it's just on some posters mm. i think i don't think we are not alone is uh maybe i don't know google But with this all being said, I think I'm going to take time to talk about one of the things that always interested me as a kid, that being UFOs and aliens. 
So I love aliens. I love aliens too. You like some trivia, right? Yeah, have you ever heard of the Close Encounter levels? No. Okay, so you have like that famous movie, Close Encounter of the Third Kind. Right. Right. So do you know how many Close Encounter levels there are? So that'll be your homework. <laughs> the good, the bad, and the ugly? Three? No. There's more, actually. And okay. that's a that's a hint. How many? Just tell me. I'm not going to research it. Just tell me. No, I'll tell you in the next episode. Okay. Because it, it t- kind of ties in with the next episode. So okay. I want you to maybe take a guess and we'll we'll talk about it. So take a guess. Five. Okay. So five. So we'll we'll talk about that next episode. But I want to I do want to talk about UFOs. I want to talk more about the related incident that happened in 1967 in Nova Scotia. Nova Scotia. Nova Scotia. Where in Nova Scotia? This Shag Harbor incident. Shag Harbor. The Shag Harbor. <laughs> yeah. Bam chicken wow wow. So this tiny little uh, fishing village is the site of the only government-documented Canadian UFO incident. The only one? The only one that was Canadian-documented. Really? Yes. Okay. So, and also they say it's the most famous one, but every everyone I, or every Canadian is the most... Like the well-known, most well-known famous. Canadian. The next one I'm going to do is the Falcon Lake incident that happened in Manitoba. Yeah. Said that was the more... Well, more famous one. I got it. It also happened in 1967. Ooh, so Strange. 1967 was a year of aliens. And the, you and bizarre things happening because remember that was the last time the Leafs won the Stanley Cup. Oh, that's why the aliens were here. Yeah, that's the so, only reason oh, the Leafs the won. That's the strangest thing that year. So reports of this investigation by various civilian, federal, and military agencies of the Canadian government. There are reports of them. Yes. Huh. I've seen the documents through the research and just like a fo- like the photos. You actually broke into the no, government. No, 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 no. Yeah, no, you no. broke into the government. I'm not that big of a hacker. Ha. <laughs> Hardly. Uh, so local residents were kind of, uh, they quoted, you know something's uh, going on and big when military starts showing up to the small little town, right? I would agree with that. That and- is a pretty big thing. So this, again, being believed to as uh, one of Canadians' famous and widely researched UFO sightings, um, the Canadian Roswell. Roswell incident happened in the 1940s in Roswell, New Mexico. Yeah. And that was a crash landing of the Uf- uh, a UFO in there. So this, <laughs> so this is a crash landing. Uh, this incident happened like a crash landing, in, but in Canadian soil, but it's in Canadian waters, actually. The term UFO was coined in 1953. Did you know that? No. Yeah. So af- or just before, basically, this Just happened. before. Why was it termed in 1953? Um, it was, to, by, it was cer- coined by the United States Air Force and to serve uh, as a catch-all for all such un- unexplained objects that were flying in the sky. So did it just have to so do with... So it doesn't necessarily have to deal with you aliens because the idea of UFOs in media in that time wasn't as popular. Remember... Um, well, I mean, the moon landing only happened in, what, 1962? So, like, 
this happened in 1967, long before movies like E.T. that happened in 18, 1982 and The Close Encounters of the Third Kind that happened 10 years prior or 10 years after in 1977. So they didn't think it was alien. So it's anything unidentified. 20 years after this. Ha- oh, no, it is 10. You said 1967. I'm mixing up decades here. You said 1953. Was so termed in 1953. Coined. Uh, initial definition states that any airborne object by performance aerodynamic characteristics of unusual features does not confirm to any presently known aircraft or missiles types or which cannot be positively identified in as familiar object blah 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 you get the point blah 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 if it can't be identified as a plane with wings it's unidentified and at the time technology so superman would be unidentified flying up possibly yeah if we didn't have that uh, giant S on his, on his chest. No capes! No capes. So the incident happened in October 4th of 1967, roughly around midnight. There were over a dozens who have claimed uh, strange lights over Nova Scotia that night. And the incident formed a lasting impression that has been talked about for over 50 years. I bet. Yeah. There was uh, many strange lights that night in the sky. The night was so dark but clear. But for the people that in that small town, those lights fell on the earth, resulting the eyes would fall on that small town. So, media. So, witness doesn't witnesses claim to see low-flying bright lights, objects moving along the harbor. These bright orange light spheres that trace the shoreline and witnesses claim to have a whistling and a whooshing sound then a loud bang that sounded like a missile and water crash a witness a young teenage fisherman Lori wickers was uh still has vivid memories of him and his friends coming home from a dance quote unquote we saw four lights in the sky and over over land here we thought it was a plane but we paid no attention more or less we're just watching the lights go on and off. Just a plane having mild electrical issues. We paid no attention to it. No, it's just, it's it's having his own little seizure there. <laughs> Wickens and his pals continue to follow strange lights along the, uh, the road line because it was going along the coast. There was a road going along the coast. Oh, yeah. Okay. Okay. So, but they could see it over yonder. Other residents would actually try following it too. It went across the road in front of us, he claims, behind the hill, and we couldn't see it anymore. There was a light in the water. So I, I guess at this point, it crashed into the water. The, this object f- crashed into the water. The person saw it. No, 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 no. The UFO crashed into the water. Which the person saw? Yeah, which uh, Wiccans, um, Laurie, Laurie Wiccans. Oh, okay. So this teenager time, now he's like in his 60s. Yeah, okay, that makes sense. 60s and maybe 70. Okay. Um, but again, they didn't think anything about it. They just thought it was an aircraft that was crashed in the water. It could have been, like, they had no idea. They just saw something fall into the water. Okay. Uh, Wiccan says that the bright light object appeared to be floating one and a half mile off the shore. Floating. Yep. Mm-hmm. Not float. Well, yeah, floating one and a half leaving a trail of yellow foam. 
Ew. Yeah, yellow foam. But then there's um, when you got closer, they said it was uh, witness and testimony said it was an orange orange foam. Oh, well, I mean, a lot of people see orangey yellow colors and can't really determine the difference between the two. Anyway. And this is also at like midnight almost. How can you see? Oh, well, maybe sure. it was a clear night though, right? So it's yeah. pretty bright if there's a lot of stars. But And also, uh, when I'm, I'm going to get into this um, a little later, is that um, fishermen raced out to go to the crash that's how bad it okay yeah so they had spotlights coming on and then they could see this um this trail lasting for a mile and a half of this foam that's crazy so wickens was the first one to call the rcmp rcmp canada's police force uh the officers wasted no time getting there onto scene of the crash uh, there were already crowds of locals gathered around the docks and they were racing to um, the crash. Hold on. Can you imagine this? Hello, RCMP. I just watched a bunch of lights and what I think may or may not be an airplane crashing into the ocean. That doesn't sound far-fetched when you think about it. If How often do you see planes with lights on them? All the time. All the time. Again, you got to think it's a plane they mm-hmm. they did not have the idea of ufos in their mm. heads so within minutes the rcmp arrived um and uh even in the troubles on the waters the rcmp would rely on local fishermen to help um, that's because they didn't have any equipment of their own i guarantee that's it. exactly it <laughs> so you can just imagine just like good samaritans just racing yeah well i mean nova scotia and it's a small fisherman town that that's that's a thing population of 50 that's a small town thing right like small towns everybody wants to help everybody yeah and if it's like a pilot that's in need you're gonna help yeah absolutely. so this is what they were doing and not knowing what they were actually getting themselves really into cancer um next episode (laughs) So this is where, in my opinion, the story of the incident really kind of takes off. Takes yep. off. Ah, uh, I see. That was a that was a pun. I missed that pun. That was good. So as the fishermen searched the harbor, the RCMP contacted the Rescue Coordination Center in Halifax. The RCC put out an urgent call to the military and any civilian sources, asking for reports of any missing aircrafts along the eastern seaboard. The RCC determined that there was no aircrafts that had gone missing from the eastern seaboard. Eastern seaboard. That it it, it gave me um, a few few locations. I think it was. I can't remember what they were, but it was. So was that back in the at that time? Were people? Do you know offhand if people were already scheduling flights? Because nowadays, it's even at if midnight. You're, it's midnight. That doesn't mean you're not flying. And f- possibly like there could have been overnight charters sure yeah but people own personal flights maybe somebody just went out to so that's why that's why they called the the uh the rescue coordination center but if if so they were going to get on 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 the phone to see if there was any call every local farmer who owns a plane yes Ah, okay if there's a person that's in the middle of the ocean yeah yeah 
do it. Yeah, but are you going to call li- every person who owns a plane and be like, hey, were you flying? Did you fly every the regist- Every registered vehicle or plane aircraft. They called. They called. From the East Coast. Yep. Oh, that's a lot of phone calls. Yep. I bet you that's a lot of long distance. Yep. <laughs> that's a lot of long. They were just like, they skipped 25 numbers because they were like, that's going to cost me too much. I'm done. Well, so they determined that no aircrafts had gone missing and all that have been accounted and all has been accounted for. <laughs> it was actually some smart aleck kid who just stole someone's plane. Reports of the RCC an hour later, nothing was missing. No military, no civilian. So everything has been accounted for. So what are we looking for? Everything is accounting for. What the hell just crashed into the lake or the ocean? The harbor. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Something fell from the sky and landed and crashed into Shag Harbor, but no one knew what it was. Was Chicken Little written shortly after this occurred? It's another googly question. The sky is falling. The sky is falling. Shag Harbor was making huge in the media presses the the days following. Newspapers, TV broadcasts. They all made uh, an incredible news story. Um, news reports that uh, that was just finishing mention. So of these lights being seen by locals, even local RCMP were telling the media the that the people that seen and witnessed it, um, boats for rescue. It was uh, it became more headlines because the off like actually RCMP officers that not only saw the event but were making public statements the rcmp were yeah they were making they were telling (laughs) again they didn't understand it was an unidentified flying object it wasn't that they still thought and rescue squads uh, diving crews from the navy haven't gone in diving yet so they haven't been called they haven't been on scene yet they've been called but they're not on scene yet so a lot is like still questioning. So they actually think like there's somebody dead in the ocean. Possibly, yeah. Okay. So or or and this is kind of a conspiracy theory, but it's obviously I'm, I'm Don't get there yet. Hold no, on to that thought. No, the conspiracy theory is that this sort of happened during like the Cold War, so they thought it was just like uh spy satellites that crashed in. I mean, that's not a but, bad idea. But as rescue squads and these fishermen went out, there was no debris mm. in the water, no bodies, no, nothing, just this orange foam. I mean, like that in itself indicates something happened. Something happened. Something was there. Yeah. People saw it. Okay. So, yeah, with the officials uh, to expand their search... Just days before diving rescue, the locals started pressuring the officers and officials for more some answers. Two days later, October seventh, the Canadian Navy then uh, tested or um, got on site and with underwater searches with diving teams and carry out the search. The search lasted for a couple days um, that uh, combed the sea floor, the the actual floor of the sea, the actual. F- uh f- floor of the harbor coast okay coast of the harbor okay how so do you they say actually... it? no harbor coast harbor coast sure sure i don't know how to say it i'm not a fisherman so the official government in canadian canadian navy records yeah said they found nil upon their search <laughs> but 
people have claimed that they actually pulled, they were pulling materials out of the water. Oh, so like people, who people? Witnesses, who? like I guess locals. Oh, locals. So reports that I saw said that locals seen military boats hmm. pull things out of the water. Yet not everything on documents said they nothing was turned up. Really? Yeah. Days after the event of the incident, reports start coming in everywhere that abnormal aerial flying objects appearing over and throughout the eastern province of Canada. Oh, like more more? They were seeing more of them? Well, no, reports of like it the happened. The same one. Yeah. Oh, okay. So earlier that day. Yeah. A lot of like prior to the incident. So we have the Shag Harbor incident, yeah. but we have everything else. Like, oh yeah, I heard a story. I was witnessing things. So Eastern Quebec, we have an evening of October 4th. Um, commercial uh, pilots witnessed and reported several UFO incidents of lights formations right beside the aircraft. Oh, really? Yep. Okay. The Chronicle Herald newspaper and radio stations reported from eyewitnesses of glowing objects that had been seen and uh, many flying around Halifax around 10 p.m. So earlier that night. Oh, okay. Well, that's good at least. So like witnesses confirm and like are, are related to it. I mean, like they kind of back each other all up. But were they making reports because of the media report about Shake Harbor or were they making reports prior but, to that? Maybe they heard and they wanted uh, their 15 seconds of fame saying, yeah, I heard something too. <laughs> maybe. Do you know that Quebec City is nine hours and 33 minutes drive away from Halifax? And in aerial time, how much is that? Google map that from here. I don't know. Can you Google map airplane? Yeah. Uh, you can do walk, train, airplane. Somebody else has already searched Quebec distance to Halifax as the crow flies. There is nothing the internet does not surprise me. Uh, as the crow flies, it's 788.978 kilometers. But what's the time on distance on that? Of what? In a UFO time, it could be like minutes. Yeah. Hour. I don't know. What time did the crash happen? So around midnight of October 4th. Oh, around midnight. I would say about two hours. Could possibly. <laughs> Between 1030 and midnight? An hour, an hour and a half? Um, local sailmen, uh, sailors witnessed the event of this, of four uh, blips on the radar. So there were local sailors out just hanging around out in the sea? Off the harbor. Of course, they're fishing. Oh, at night? No, 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 no. During the day. During the day. This was reported that... Uh, you said it was 10.30 at night, though. Uh, yes, but this incident, so other incidents prior to the event. Oh, sorry. I'm sorry. I didn't understand what you were saying. So well, you're talking about all prior these other incidents. Things, they were recorded blips on their radar. All these events I'm talking about right now were just prior to the event of the incident. Oh, okay. So we have that Eastern Quebec, the um, flying... Well, that the... Flying lights over Halifax at 10 p.m. sort of prior to the event, but okay, you know what I mean. Well, it was like 10.30 that it happened, you said. Seamen. <laughs> that's the proper word. In Shag Harbor. In, sh- in Shag Harbor. <laughs> near or close to Shag Harbor. Reported seeing four lights uh, in rectangular formation. Oh, I'm a seaman. What yeah. do you do? Oh, I work in Shag Harbor. <laughs> and they witnessed the phenomenon. <laughs> and the... Uh, <laughs> 
the captain radioed the harbor master in Halifax asking for an explanation and the harbor master couldn't give him an explanation. Oh, poor harbor master has to answer all these questions and he's just like, I don't know. So that's pretty much the incident of Shag Harbor, Nova Scotia, 1967, um, where a bunch witnessed an unidentified flying object uh, crashing into the coast of the what, what coast of that is on there? Nova Scotia. Shoot. Pacific. Pacific BC. Then Atlantic. Atlantic coast, yeah. It's one or the other. No, it's Atlantic. Pacific, I know, is BC. <clears throat> Fact. I okay. haven't done that in geography since, like, grade four. And so, I'm wit- like that. I said, and wit- I don't live out there, dozens of witnesses seen flying lights over, over Nova Scotia that night and even, like, even the eastern coast of Canada. Atlantic coast. Yeah. So the incident uh, happened 52 years ago, October 4th. Mm-hmm. That's a long time. Um, and it, as it just passed a few weeks ago, the incident remains the, a mystery that made the tiny little fishing village into news covered a news-covered event. The incident still remains a big mystery for locals and any who venture to the small town. The incident referred to as the unidentifying flying object by federal government sparked uh, different and yet same reports, uh, articles, and other strange conspiracy theories over the years. So much interest remains of this case that the Royal Canadian Mint has released a coin commemorating the Shag Harbor incident. (laughs) That's awesome. Can you find this coin? I haven't seen the coin. It's all sold out. Really? It sold out. That's how online. popular it was. It was so popular. If you have, there's pictures of the of the coin, mm-hmm. and it's really cool. It's it's the it actually shows the four lights kind of crashing into the water, and onlookers looking at it, mm-hmm. and it even glows in the dark. It is uh, so that's cool. cool. I like their glowing coin. It is such a cool, and it, it's going to be on the website uh, picture scene. It is really cool. If you can find it on it, whose website? If you can find it on Amazon, EB, EB, eBay. eBay, EB Games, no, hardly, um, or even in like a, one of those like coin collectors, if they're looking to sell, I recommend the, getting this because it's a piece of Canadian history. Because not only was it like the sort of like the first, well, it's the Canadian Roswell, but remember, it was the last time the Maple Leafs won a Stanley Cup. Do you know what this tells me? What's that? In 52 years, there hasn't been a like more Canadian alien story. Well, there's a, there's other Canadian but UFO is, stories, but, but there was like no big. crash. There and, was no crash. Yeah. And again, this was Canadian Roswell. So Roswell, you know what, what happened was me. UFO crashing. Canada should start really stop discriminating against aliens or canadian rednecks start shooting the sky and hoping to hit something no No. canadian tourism should open up and include inviting aliens to canada because they clearly they clearly go to the states a lot more in mexico no not necessarily we there there is and i will i will give you all the numbers in next next episode or next my episode yeah um of 
UFO sightings within Canada. And I'll give you the numbers. Oh, okay. Sounds like you'd, a plan. You'd be surprised. I bet I would. I don't know much about Canadian there's, UFOs. There's like there's over a thousand um, documented UFO sightings in Canada, and it grows every year. Hmm, that's crazy. Uh, if one of you listeners are inclined to visit uh, Shag Harbor in Nova Scotia, I recommend you do so. There is a lot of cool little things, including a museum you can visit. And see all the background media news articles of the incident that happened in 1967. I hope this gives us an excuse to visit that museum at some point in time. I please do. Yeah, the uh, the museum is called the Shag Harbor Incident Interpretive Center. Hmm. We'll have to write that down so, and keep it in mind. Or listen to our podcast more frequently. There is one last thing. An annual festival that happens every year. Hooey! You won't say that after I tell you what the dates are. October 4th to 6th. Oh, we, we missed, missed it. it. Yeah, we missed it. Oh, that sucks. Um, Yeah. Bummer. But uh, next vacation, maybe we can do that. October 4th to 6th? Sure. I Yeah. I mean, I'm sure we could both get time off in October. Yeah. <laughs> That'd be cool. And that is my little incident. There's, uh, there's other uh, cool, more interesting... Uh, stories ahead about ufos i'm gonna do i'm gonna do uh this is part one of three of my ufo uh, explorations that's in canada i have one on the east coast this is the east coast i'm gonna do central uh my next episode like central canada and then west coast okay so yeah this is my little cool little intro to ufos and paranormal and cool. remember your answer is there is six six uh close encounters five i said five was it five yeah okay yeah i hope we can't i hope you can't hear the dog snoring in the background he's really loud <laughs> try editing that in post it won't edit it'll just be him snoring in the background i don't I can't do anything about it. It's just got a deep bass in the background. Yeah. But that should do for this episode. And uh, we look forward to um, where where can we find us? Where can they find us, Amy? If you would like to give us a contact, you can find us at pretty much any social media. Honestly, I have them all and I never did before. So thank you very much. I needed that. Uh, you can find us on Buzzsprout, which is our host website, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, basically everywhere podcasts can be found. Do you want me to give you the whole actual list? I'll give you the whole actual list. I think we've said it for seven episodes. The Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, TuneIn, plus Alexa, Pocket Cast, Castro, and more. Plus, you can find us right on Buzzsprout. Um, you can connect with us on Facebook. Uh, we are Norwestern Whispers. You have to put in an apostrophe in to find us pretty much. Uh, you can find us on Instagram at Norwestern Whispers. You do not put the apostrophe in. Twitter, we are at Whispers Pod because why would we have the same call name on every single thing? Or you can find us on Gmail at... Mm, the email address is norwesternwhispers at gmail.com. If you'd like to contact us, feel free to do so. Um, we like to hear stories. We like to, We'd like to hear your stories. We if like you your opinions have, and comments. Even if you have uh, 
we've we've asked you if you have any ghost stories. Well, if you have any UFO stories, we don't mind hearing them. We love oh, to hear anything. It. We yes. like all stories. They're all good. If you have anything a story of you camping related. with Bigfoot, I want to hear it. <laughs> He'd give you warm. Yeah. You might smell funny when you come back out, though. I hear Bigfoot smells. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's, very... That's chewy. Very Chewbacca. Don't get confused um, between them both. Yep, so you can do that. Uh, if you are on one of our websites, download, follow, subscribe. Patreon. Uh, thumbs up. No, I haven't set that up really for anything yet. It's terrible right now. Okay. Um... Yeah, you can thumbs up us, like us, whatever you have to do. Rate, comment, subscribe, etc., etc., etc. Because it helps us find more listeners. Mm-hmm. And we think we're an awesome podcast. and we We're do still starting and we're getting better and better and better by every episode. But we do a lot of work on this podcast and I would really enjoy extra listeners. I think that this is important information. Canadian hauntings and supernatural and lore is really important and it just doesn't get out there very frequently. So if you have any questions or comments or anything, send us an email, find us on Facebook, Instagram. They don't make our show. They make our show better. Uh, Exactly. Well, and if you, if you send us an audio clip or something, we can also add that in for you. We don't mind doing that. I'm magical fingers on the. What do you mean magic? What music clips? Uh, not a music clip, like an audio clip. So if you want to tell us a story, send oh. me an audio clip of a story and oh, I'll okay, like that. it in an episode. So that shall be another episode of No Western Whispers. Thank you for listening. And always remember to listen to the little whispers in your ear. Good night.